Hello and welcome to the King's Spotlight on Sustainability podcast. In this podcast, we're shining a light on all things sustainability. We want to get you thinking about some of the challenges we face surrounding climate change and the natural world, whilst highlighting some of the innovative solutions happening at King's and beyond. So in this series, MSc climate change students Kate, Daniel and Elsa have taken the wheel to explore the job hunt from the climate perspective. As sustainability is a growing field across many different industries, we wanted to learn more about how you can pursue sustainability whatever your career aspirations. To do this, we explored the jump hunt from the climate perspective, interviewing professionals across a range of industries to find that inside scoop. We hope this podcast will inform and inspire you to help you find a job or develop your current role to make a sustainable difference. Hello and welcome to this episode of the King's Spotlight on Sustainability podcast. In this episode, we're very lucky to be joined by Charlotte Westlake, Sustainable Productions Officer at Albert, an organisation striving to increase the sustainability of the screen and television industry and the inclusion of sustainability narratives in on-screen content. We'll be talking to Charlotte today about the importance of sustainability in her current role to provide an insight for us students about to enter the job market. We'll take the time to explore her projects and responsibilities and how they contribute to the mission of achieving sustainability within the on-screen industry. We'll then discover how she got to where she is today and her future ambitions for championing sustainability throughout her career. Thanks so much for joining us today, Charlotte. Uh, in this first segment, I'd love to start by learning a bit more about what your current role is and what your organisation's general sustainability mission and strategy is. So um, what's involved in being a sustainability production officer? Hi, so thanks for having me. Um, so Al- I work for Albert. I've been there for about four years now. And Albert is an organisation that exists to make the screen industries more sustainable. So most people know us for our production tools, which are a carbon calculator and a certification. Um, so the carbon calculator allows productions to measure their carbon footprint. And then the certification uh, is there to reward them for taking action to reduce that. So it works by they fill out the questionnaire um, and we give them a one, two or three stars based on how many actions they've taken to reduce their footprint. Um, So most people know us for that. We've actually got a whole host of uh, kind of, of other projects that we have to support the industry as well, such as projects to help uh, companies move to renewable energy, we've got an education partnership with universities, um, things like that. But my role is to uh, keep the calculator and the certification up to date. So that could be kind of whether we've seen something in the calculator that we're not measuring, like for example, we've just added water and refrigerants to be measured as well. Or it could be in the certification, making sure those questions are Update with what's available to production. So, for example, over the pandemic, we've obviously seen a real increase in kind of like remote filming and remote direction, whereas previously we didn't take that into account in the certification. We've kind of added some new questions um, to, to reflect that. Um, so, I kind of work with lots of industry stakeholders. So, that could be from the broadcasters to people actually kind of inputting the information and the people kind of working on the ground in production. Um, and I try and achieve a bit of a balance between keeping all of the users happy effectively um, and making sure that we've got um, that the tool is as, as good as it can be. Awesome. That sounds like a really useful tool, um, not only for you for you know users, so people working within the in, within the industry 
um, but also as a kind of a way of assessment and achieving goals to have kind of something to work towards. So why, why is it important to kind of embed sustainability in production as an industry? So I think TV and film as an industry kind of naturally is, is quite carbon intensive. Um, it's a freelance industry, uh, so people come in, come in, set up shop, build lots of stuff, take lots of stuff down and then move on to the next one. So naturally, you know, there's a lot of travel, a lot of generating uses, very carbon intensive itself. I think because Albert's been going for the last 10 years, we've kind of really learned how to reduce those emissions and the industry has done an amazing job. There's still a lot of work to do and there's definitely a lot further that we can go in reducing our emissions. But I would say actually the most important thing um, for film and TV is to actually be looking at the content that we're putting on screen. Um, and for me, that's the kind of really exciting bit because the the real power of, of the screen industries is reaching millions of people every single day. And that has represents a kind of real opportunity to shift people's mindsets, to inspire sustainable living. Um, you know, there are loads of examples of TV influencing people. And um, one of a, a really recent one was an episode of Succession where Greg's granddad left all his money to Greenpeace in, instead of Greg and then Greg sues Greenpeace which is quite a funny storyline but it also inspired 22,000 people um, then went to Greenpeace and said oh how can I do this and leave my money to Greenpeace so it's just like just putting one funny thing on TV can really influence people and that could be anything from you know the villa on X on the beach has solar panels on it um, so it might be someone watching that show who wouldn't have previously thought anything about solar panels and thought, oh, actually, that's, you know, a good idea. Or even a presenter getting off the Eurostar instead of getting off a plane when they're going to France and that kind of thing. And it's just it's just showing people sustainable living on screen, um, which I think is a really kind of the key uh, opportunity of the screen industries that is actually really unique as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's fascinating how what you're talking about the content reflecting perhaps like aspirational behaviours and things like that. I find it interesting that some of them are sort of practical, like a presenter stepping off the Eurostar as an example. Um, but then also you spoke about succession and the use of narrative. Um, does how much of a role does Albert play in perhaps trying to sort of run programs or workshops or inspire uh, companies to use that in in their narratives um so we are a kind of facilitator i would say so we would never influence the editorial of of a program directly that's for the creatives that's for the producers and the writers and you know they're the they're the ones who are in the best position to be able to use their creativity and their skills to um to make that kind of content what we um, what we do is kind of offer them the tools to help them do that and to understand the best ways of doing that. So we've got a couple of resources on this. Um, we've got a planet placement website, which is basically a guide for those for people in those roles to of how to raise the issues. Um, you know, there's a real there's been a real tendency to if you think about programs on I think this is shifting but traditionally if you think about documentaries and programs on climate change it's all quite doom and gloom and it's all kind of we're all going to die and 
we're all terrible, that kind of thing. Obviously, there's, you know, there's a place for that, but the majority of people, you just switch off. If, if you're being told you're doing bad all the time, you, there's not really a hope to do good. So we kind of show that, um, we kind of show that on the website and we've got, also got some really good examples of previous productions that have, that have put this into practice. Um, we also run trainings for the industries. So we do this, um, they're two hour trainings and we run them on sustainable production, editorial, uh, news and sports. So that's, I think that's a, re a really good tool for the whole industry because you know, anyone can come along, they're free. Um, and it's just two hours online to kind of learn what we're about and how to put that into your own working practice. Yeah, that's fascinating. It seems like a really accessible tool as well, like a two hour training course that anyone can access online seems like a, a very practical way for someone to just begin a journey into kind of thinking about how they can kind of incorporate sustainability into what they're doing in terms of production or storytelling. And the fact that it's so diverse as well, it can it can contribute to people in sport and news in, in sort of uh, creative content. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone has their kind of own unique challenges within their role and wherever they sit within the industry. But what I think is really great about the screen industries is actually because people are working on production and you know budgets are often really tight so not everyone can have um you know some of the bigger productions can have a green team and a sustainability officer or something like that but quite often it's just everyone on the production just doing their bit within their role um just saying you know okay this is my own expertise of how my work, role works and this is what I can do to reduce the footprint of that so it's kind of incorporating sustainability into the whole in the whole team rather than just a couple of people. It'd be great to discover a bit more about your career journey and any notable events or moments that have sort of that you've come across to get to where you are so how did you get into working at Albert? Um, so it was a bit of a coincidence, to be honest. Uh, I never really set out to work in TV. My, I studied fine art and history of art at university. Um, and uh, after that, I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I moved to France for a bit, you know, as, as you do, just escape real life for a bit. And I came back and I applied for loads of jobs. And to be honest, TV was the first one that I got a reply and I got a job running on, um, I think the only way is Essex was my first job in TV. Um, and so I did that um, on various shows for a year and a bit or so. And I ended up working on a Mary Berry cooking show and that production was doing the Albert certification. And I hadn't actually heard of Albert before, I had no idea what it was, but the person who was um it was in charge of doing the albert certification was really great in involving everyone on the production and um she kind of sent out regular correspondence with us all saying oh this is what the production's doing this is you know this is what our footprint is this is how much we've reduced it etc and i just found it really inspiring and it was quite good timing because a couple of weeks after that i saw a job as the sustainable production administrator at Albert Advertise, which is the position that I started in. And I was, to be honest, I was just quite sick of working 14 hour days on location. So I was looking for something else to do anyway. And I just thought this was, um, this was a really great opportunity. So I ended up getting the job that way. Um, 
I think I was quite lucky in the time that I actually got that job because having not come from a science background or a sustainability background, even the shift from now from four years ago, I've since sifted through applications for junior positions and lots of people, I was lucky they were just looking for someone with kind of an interest in TV experience. But now you'll have people who have got TV experience, but they've also got a master's in sustainability. So I kind of think having looked at some of the applications that have come in for junior roles, I'm not sure who I would have got hired if it was um, if it was the current state. But I was really lucky to be able to get, have the opportunity to kind of learn on the job a bit um, on the sustainability side. Um, so yeah, I think I was quite fortunate in timings in that in that sense. And so so it sounds like you've had a kind of quite a non-traditional route then to where you're currently at in terms of sustainability wasn't something you necessarily saw yourself doing earlier in your career or wasn't something you'd necessarily considered so what are some of the skills do you think that you picked up and maybe those other roles that have really equipped you for the job that you're currently doing so to be honest I think the biggest thing for me is as I mentioned Albert's training that we that we did um that all that we do I, about a year after I started at Albert, I started delivering that training. Um, and that I think was a real turning point for me because if you're in front of 20 people and you know, you're teaching them about something, you've got to know what you're teaching them about. So that kind of really pushes you into knowing your stuff basically. And, um, and I would also just in general, I think particularly probably, um, I mean, generalising, but particularly for women who kind of um, are less likely to do public speaking and things like that. I think I would definitely recommend to anyone to put themselves in that position um, at work if they can, even though it's really scary and it's not particularly enjoyable at the start. It actually really builds your confidence. Um, and also just, yeah, in the preparation for those trainings, I've obviously you have to absorb as much information as you can and read around the subject a lot because you don't want to look stupid. So that was kind of a really important thing for me uh, in my role. Essentially, you were talking about um, how much the sort of field has transformed even just in the last four years. Are there any real sort of concrete examples that you can think of of how your actual responsibilities have changed? Because you said the role itself has become something else. Is that right? Uh, yeah, so I've, um, I, yeah, I started off as um, the administrator and then I was moved to coordinator and now I'm the officer. So I kind of started off really directly helping productions um, and kind of assisting them uh, on the ground with their, with, you know, if they're having trouble sourcing some kind of generator or something like that, or they're not sure how to go about the certification, that kind of thing. So I um, started off working much more with productions. Now I would say I speak to broadcasters and larger production companies a lot more um, because they uh, they need Albert for their own reporting and corporate reporting and um, things like that. And so most of the broadcasters have been members of Albert since since the beginning. And I think the really special thing about Albert is it's so collaborative. So our main funders are the big production companies and the broadcasters. And they meet quarterly on our directorate and our consortium and kind of share learnings and um, uh, 
philosophy of training thought. Um, yeah, so they'll share learnings and help us work out the direction that Albert needs to go as well. And so even though it's a table of competitors, everyone's really kind of willing to share knowledge and, um, and collaborate, which I think is really, is really great. Um, don't know if that really answered your question. I can't really remember what the yeah, question no, was. Yeah, it definitely so. did. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to think of how the sort of scales change, especially in an industry, like you said, that's so freelance based, how it's sort of how the role itself and the responsibilities become something more and perhaps even more collaborative the higher you get up in a definitely way. and i think just even kind of on the ground as so now albert's required by all the main broadcasters and kind of everyone when you go onto a production will know what it is obviously i didn't when i was working in production because it was kind of just the production coordinator would fill out a footprint and that would be it um i remember in one of the first trainings that i ever um that i ever delivered uh, suggesting that one thing someone could do was a vegetarian day once a week on production, which now is completely commonplace. A lot of productions have this. Some productions will have completely vegetarian catering altogether. Um, but I think it was a lighting director or something who said to me that I was I, that was taking away his human rights. Um, and it's just, there's been such an attitude shift, like even from then, that was probably about three years ago, and now it's just completely commonplace um, for, for that kind of thing to be happening. Um, so I would say it's just, yeah, it's definitely got much more mainstream. People are more engaged. People know what it is. When you say that, um, you know, you're having a vegetarian day, people will think, oh, okay, that's a reduced footprint. They won't think that you're just doing it to make their lives miserable. <laughs> And I think even um, the shift from we used to have to chase people to, you know, join Albert and become members, whereas now it's often people coming to us. So because people have realised how important it is. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's really encouraging to hear um, kind of how yeah, it's, amazing. it's grown into more of a norm and less of an exception within the industry now. So what would you say are maybe some of the emerging opportunities for people looking within kind of TV and film and production at the moment? So I would kind of say in terms of sustainability, I would say that you don't necessarily, to work in sustainability, you don't need to necessarily apply for jobs in sustainability. I think you can bring sustainability into your existing role and particularly for um so i mentioned we have an education partnership uh which is where we've partnered with a number of universities and they do an albert module um on uh on their media course or their tv course or whatever or whatever they're doing and then they'll get a little badge that says you know they're an albert grad and things like that and if someone's done that and then they go off to work in the art department they can they'll have that knowledge to be able to do their role as an art director or whatever it might be in the most sustainable way. And so I think that's kind of the most important thing is that people actually coming into the industry, I don't necessarily think it's about creating more jobs in sustainability. I think it's about sustainability being part of every single role and every single job. Um, so I think it's probably a case of just looking at the jobs that you want to apply for thinking about what you want to do and thinking how does sustainability fit into that role um obviously there are some roles that are specifically focused on sustainability and things like that and that's great but i also think it's really important that it's not just the work of 
one sustainability department it that needs to feed into every single part of a production or a company or wherever you're working really yeah that makes a lot of sense and that's one of the ways in which uh, things become the norm which is what you've been speaking about already yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense um in terms of those of us who are trying to sort of break out into some sustainability related roles in the industry um would you have any specific pieces of advice things that you should forefront or things that you should try and work on gosh i'm probably the worst person to ask this because you're doing a master's in sustainability <laughs> <laughs> so i think you're probably you're probably ahead of the game um yeah i would just say i would just say it's the same thing like look at how look at look at where you want to be and how sustainability can fit into that not necessarily the other way around i think um and just like talk in a more general sense just talk to people involve people see get the vibe of the company when you're going to interview see if it's something that they actually care about or if it's a kind of greenwashing thing and just um yeah go with the go with the companies that seem to be that are doing good and actually doing real real good uh, in terms of yourself and your own sort of ambitions, um, obviously you said in the correspondence that you're moving on to a different kind of role. Could you tell us maybe a little bit about that and what, what's behind the transition? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm actually leaving Albert at the end of next month. I'm going to carry on as a freelance trainer, so I'll still have a bit of a foot in the door. Um, oh, but cool. I'm moving to a creative agency that specialises in sustainable fashion. Um, so a bit of a change, but I, with a background in art and um, graphic design, I kind of wanted to look at that side of things a little bit more um, while still staying within sustainability. And I think uh, obviously it'll be a huge learning curve and a lot to kind of take in again, but I think um, the challenge of a communications agency or creative agency will be quite similar to that of kind of on screen in some ways because it's about behavior change and about um you know positive positive messaging and how you can influence um in that way so yeah i've started with them part-time so um, it's going well but yeah learning a lot um it's exciting yeah it sounds great and again good for to kind of hear that it is possible to move between different kind of aspects of an industry or different industries altogether but still kind of maintain that core interest or drive to to promote sustainability and embed sustainability wherever you are yeah yeah definitely thanks for giving up some of your time it's been really exciting to learn so much more yeah thanks so much